This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. that way Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Good afternoon, good day and good night and welcome back to Dream of Our Lives, your alternative podcast for off-the-cuff wit and analysis of the Euro 2020 Championships. Brought to you by our friends at World Sports and associations with our even better friends, the Sports Social Network. In this episode, we'll be covering everything to do with the group stages. The groups are officially over, of course, as England topped their group for the first time in a long time. But should they have played for the draw to avoid a week of constant references to World War II, Euro 96 (laughs) and the Germans being almightily efficient. Spain also rolled back the years and dispatched Slovakia in style like it was 2010 and everyone was hungry. Well, until the Germans saved themselves in time for dinner. Joining me as ever is Harry Hansford as we go through the last games of the group. We, of course go through our predictions for the last 16 and our regular features return with Deal or No Deal and the coveted award-winning 
What, in your opinion, what award did it win? The one I just made up. There we go. Harry, how are you this week? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good, mate. Some great games this week. Some great, oh. great games. I mean, we were, we, were sl- we were slagging off the um, best third team to go through kind of concept, but it you can't deny it. It created some good drama towards the end. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but uh, <clears throat> obviously, we'll touch on it later, but that, that last... Uh, that last, you know, that group of death that last day, and just the the change. Like, for, I love the little table coming up in the corner and seeing it change and where you might be. It's all. It's just like relegation battle days, isn't it? Like, or, or, but like you get it four or five times in you know, one week. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get on to uh, the group death, group death, group death, group death, group F, which is group death. No, it isn't. Is it? I don't know. I'm so confused. Um, <laughs> almost as confusing as the actual matches as they were going on. It was it was a fascinating uh, night of football. That. Two two all yeah. draws as well. Which if you've got that on your accumulator, well done. I didn't couldn't see that coming off up. anywhere close to that. Um, but there's only really one place to start, and it is of course England versus uh, Czech Republic. Um, I was, and I'm going to say, Harry. Bit like the Scotland game, I was very fed up at half time. I mean, we, we, we got it. We got to analyse this from a from a playing perspective before we go on to what it means. Obviously, England played Germany in the last sixteen, but at the time, you know, a draw could have seen us against Slovakia. Obviously, that would have been Spain now. So maybe we'll get onto it later. Maybe between Spain and Germany, there's not much between the two in terms of who would be better to get drawn against. But in terms of the actual game, England versus Czech Republic, how did you find it? Yeah. Uh, it was frustrating. But then, obviously, uh, you know, there's an argument to make that that sort of football wins your tournaments. And uh, as we've discussed in the uh, episode we did on Portsmouth winning the FA Cup, that's basically what they did win 1-0 pretty much in every round. And... Uh, you know, it does win your tournament. So maybe we got to start thinking about, all right, we're not going to play exciting football, but maybe we can start dreaming that we can go deep. But it's, it's hard to dream you can go deep when you don't play uh, very convincingly, isn't it? Well, it's true. You see that, but then you Czech Republic have their chances. Scotland have their chances. Yeah. Croatia didn't, but... You know what I mean? It doesn't take a lot for one of those chances to go in. Oh, no. Um, and then what happens when England concede? That's one thing you haven't seen this tournament because England haven't conceded. Yeah. When they do concede, where's the fight? Where's the yeah? Where's the grit? If we can't see that in normal 90 minutes, I don't think... We, if, if we concede against Germany next week, I don't see us coming back from it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. And uh, it's going to be... You've got to sort of hope that... Uh... <clears throat> They're ready to step up to another gear, but if their game plan game plan doesn't uh, need that to be done, unless things aren't going as well, um, so you know, hopefully, you know, they can do that. But you'd think you would have saw that in the Scotland game, and it didn't quite happen there. So it does worry me that you know, if one good goal passed past us, and then what happens next? But you just, I'm just hoping that they they have a plan for that, and we just haven't seen it in action. Yeah, it's the same as the previous games. It's a good first 20 minutes and then it becomes oh, very, yeah. very lacklustre. Um, Maguire looks quite good, to be fair. He was getting, he drove the board forward quite a lot, which him and Stones do. Um, and I think that puts him in a good starting position over Tyrone Mings. Although 
to his credit, Mings has been quite well, despite my uh, pre-tournament predictions. He's, <laughs> he's, done, he's, he's done all right. Um, so as Raheem Sterling gets another goal, I mean, he's been getting slagged off a lot. Um, my personal take on it is, yes, he is frustrating, but as I've kind of explained before, you keep him on the pitch for the things he can do rather than the choices he makes kind of thing. Yeah. And I think we, we've, we've said before, like, you know, he, he might lose nine times out of 10, but that one time he gets past him, he's, he's going to cause trouble. And uh, you think, okay, it's frustrating for us to watch. It must be frustrating to play against, you know? Um, so in some ways, like, I think frustration is part of his game and may, maybe uh, we, we all sort of see that. But yeah, I think, I think he deserves a lot more credit than, than he's given by a lot of people. Yeah, um, again, Kane was quite disappointing as well in that light as well. I just don't know if he's going to come good. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, I really thought we would see Calvert-Lewin the other night as well. Yeah. But I was disappointed not to see him. I think he's got to start still, but it's yeah. a real shame that he hasn't scored yet because yeah, for sure. what's happening there? What, who's going to get our goals? He can't, we can't rely on Sterling against Germany. It's just not going to happen there. Their wing-backs and defence is too good. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, you got to hope Kane does sort of come alive if we got any chance of getting past the, this round and going deep. Because, like you say, you can't just rely on the wing play to get goals. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have seen Calvert-Lewin because then you'd, at least he's got some minutes in case he does have to come on if we're 1-0 down or whatever. But, um, obviously, that's not what was on the agenda. And... Uh, you know, I just wish, and there's no disrespect to Cavalier because I think he's a great striker, but I wish there was someone uh, on that bench who had a bit of buzz about him the way like Graylish does, because then maybe, you know, he'd be forced to maybe bring them on. And I'd, it's just hard to see where the next top English striker is coming from at the moment as well. Seems like an Ollie Watkins or, you know, somebody, 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 somebody who's hungry for it, I guess. Yeah. What did you think of um, when Henderson came on towards the uh, start of the second half? I thought that was very odd. Yeah, it was, it was peculiar. Um, I think, I guess it's a case of getting him out there because he thinks maybe he's got some ideas of different formations he might try uh, in, in the coming rounds and maybe Henderson's integral to that. So maybe that's all that was, get him out there, get him fit, get him some minutes. He did turn straight. He, t- he turned England straight away into crab football again. Right? Oh like, yeah, within within seconds, he was passing back to Pickford, and yeah. it's just uh, it's just not what you want to see as an England fan. No. Tactically, might be spot on, um, but I'm also worried about his fitness because again, he's really played the full ninety since February. Yeah, um, I didn't. I don't. I just if it was me, I'd play. Still play. I thought Phillips' play was was awful as well. I didn't. I think. He got hyped up too much after the mm. first game against Croatia. The last two games, he's been bang average. When Bellingham came on, exciting, lively, comfortable on the ball, confident. Him and Rice should start still. And that, that was, I put them in my team, in my pre-tournament yeah. team. And I really do think that gets the best out of our creative players um, ahead of them. I don't think Southgate would do that, but we, we could trust Bellingham. He's, play, he's been leading in the line for Dortmund midfield. Yeah. I mean, he he can do it. I know he's young, but age is just a number. It's just he can do it and do it sure. well. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see what side he puts out. I, I saw uh, who who put up today. Oh, it's a uh, think someone quoted Mourinho saying he could see 
us changing formation and putting three of the back uh, for the German game because obviously they're probably going to line up with three of the back, aren't they? Um, so it'd be interesting to see if Gareth has got any other uh, formations up his sleeve. But I think bringing Henderson on probably proves that his tactics are going to be get one early, we bring Henderson on and we're push the ball around and defend our 1-0 leads because we're not conceding. Yeah, I think it did look at, at times that they were playing for the draw in case we did get drawn against Slovakia. That's how boring <laughs> it was to watch. But on, on the flip side of that, if you are going to win a game and if you want to top the group, which is what I assume Southgate wanted to do, why wouldn't you do it 2 or 3-0, not just settle for one? It, it just As soon as we scored, it just looked like, right, let's put, it, let's put this baby in reverse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no I don't forward think, momentum. I know they had a few chances, but I don't think the Czech Republic ever really looked like they were going to get back into the game. Oh, no, they really. offered very little. Yeah. And uh, so maybe it's just going to be a case of we're finally going to see ourselves against a team that are going to push us and this, and this game's going to really reveal who England are. Because so far, like, the Croatia game should have been that, but it just wasn't. We sort of, you know... That was sort of flat, wasn't it? And uh, they didn't really offer much. And then um, the Scotland game was obviously, uh, yeah, hopefully, it was just jitters and down to the the, the occasion. But, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the most exciting game. And then the Czech Republic didn't really offer much either, and it wasn't the most exciting game. So maybe we need a team that's going to actually uh, bring us alive, and maybe Germany are going to offer that. Mm. I can't remember the last time he scored more than three goals in the game. It was probably against San Marino or <laughs> Bulgaria. We beat five 0 not so long ago. Right? Maybe I, I can't remember in a tournament when we scored more than three goals. Um, or oh, Panama, obviously, but they oh, don't really yeah. count. Come on, um, but it would be nice to see a convincing win. I think even if it's a convincing one 0 win, yeah, where, you know they got all the possession and whatever else, like like France had against Germany. Um, I, I want to be convinced, and I'm not, and it's, it scares me because I want. You know, international tournaments don't come around too often, and the chance to see a country in one, you know, if we don't qualify again or for another tournament, it's even longer you've got to wait. And I'm only alive for so long, you know, I'm not immortal. Um, <laughs> so you've got, you, it, it really does get to me sometimes. Oh, I know sure. it shouldn't, I know it shouldn't, but it, it's one of those things. Um, anyway, it was nice having England in this tournament for a while, but uh, well, this, this is the thing, know. this is the thing, though, right? Like, if we get past Germany. This side of brackets actually looks all right. Like I would back us against any of the other teams, and Germany's the only one that I worry about. And obviously, we can't against them first, so it's not ideal. But I think if we if we get past Germany, we've got a good good chance of going deep. Well, we'll speak about Group F in a minute because um, I actually wasn't that convinced by Germany or France or even Portugal last night mm. to that to that matter. And I think it hopefully will be a close game. Um, I still don't think we'll go through, but as you said, yeah, if we get through the last of sixteen, the world's the world's our oyster. And we we, you know, if you can beat the Germans, who are as stubborn and efficient as any team ever in any tournament, at their best or at their worst, there's every reason we could beat any other team. You know, look, look at Hungary; they they drew against the World Cup winners and with Germany, and they, they should have won that game, really. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't think we play with our heart on our sleeve quite like they did. Um, and you know we have got players who are millionaires, and maybe it doesn't mean as much to them. So it's 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 a difficult conundrum, and it's difficult to predict. I just hope 
we've got at least a couple more games for me to enjoy before I wait another two years to see <laughs> us in Qatar. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I really, I'm quietly confident that we're that we, we, we should do it being at Wembley, but I think we just really need to avoid it going past ninety minutes. Absolutely, absolutely. It's past ninety. We're it's written off essentially, isn't it? Um, but we'll 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 get, we'll get onto that game a little bit later. Um, let's round up the other the rest of Group D, which of course uh, features Croatia and Scotland. Uh, Croatia three, Scotland one. Very quickly, Scotland were crap. Like <laughs> no offense, <laughs> but did yeah. they completely switched off? They just didn't look like they had the heart and the passion when they played against us. That's no. perhaps understandable, but. It's your first tournament in 25 years. I was expecting a bit of a fight. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't what I expected at all. Um, expected to be a more tight affair. I thought, like, I thought, I think it probably shows just how poor we were that that night at Wembley against Scotland. Um, we gave them a lot of credit during that game, and I think they still played well during that game. But yeah, it was almost like they they just couldn't quite uh, achieve that level of. Um, energy and momentum during that game but you know Croatia finally looked like a good side <laughs> yeah it, I mean it's, it, it's first time lucky but yeah they actually looked uh, semi-decent I guess and um, they've, yeah. got a de- they've got a decent side of the draw as well they play Spain in the last 16 which will be quite difficult I guess um, but they've got every chance of getting through uh, Scotland seems to have switched off they should have a future with their current copper players do you think yeah, I think uh, if they keep developing more talent and they keep pushing, in, and with your with Euros opening up to the, the amount of teams it is now, the twenty four, um, like Wales getting in for the last two, Scotland have got a chance to really get himself a regular international tournament, and with that, uh, you know, it only makes more more people want to achieve that sort of thing for your country, and hopefully create more stars, and hopefully they can push on and become like a good little footballing nation in, in Europe. But um, yeah, it's going to be a critical few tournaments for them to really inspire the next, the next bunch. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we wish Scotland all the best for the future, but you did finish last <laughs> in the group. Oh, bless um, I think we actually predicted them to go through, so didn't we? When we done the predictions, but there we are. Um, let's move on to Group F, the Group of Death. Not going to be the most exciting group of the tournament, and perhaps the most exciting day of football and mad and fun to watch on the last day of the groups as England were at one point facing all four teams as all the teams as you alluded to earlier kind of jumped up and down the table <laughs> um, it took until the 83rd minute until Hungary were no longer playing England and they subsequently finished last uh, fair play to them they were in the group of death they were expected to finish last they did in the end but probably not in this style uh, Germany 2 Hungary 2 yeah we are uh... I believe we, we said they were dead on water, and uh, yeah, it might not be, uh, it might not be dead on water after all, right? We're just about uh, almost alive, weren't they? Uh, to be honest, the uh, that game I was, I actually watched the Germany Hungary game, not for France Portugal, but I was keeping an eye obviously on both. But um, yeah, the excitement I felt when uh, <laughs> like the disappointment of oh, okay, Germany have equalised. So like literally seconds later for Hungary to get their second goal with that just like bullied it into the net. Like, you know, just just like this is going in. We 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 want this. That's basically what that move was, all right. And uh I was 
just so happy for them and also so happy thinking, oh, now we get to play a bit. <laughs> but uh, obviously it wasn't to be. But by the time it came back round to us playing Germany, uh, I was happy because we had that brief period where I thought we were playing Portugal. And I was like, I think I'd rather the classic England-Germany tie than an England-Portugal one. Absolutely. Well, Hungary were well, hungry and uh, put in a very dogged performance. And it was it was great to see, um, particularly when Germany equalised for one all, and then immediately Hungary scored. And I was watching yeah. the Portugal-France game. And as they announced that Germany had pulled one back, they went, oh, wait a minute. I think, I think Hungary has scored. They have. They're back in front. <laughs> and because that, because the Portugal-France game is being played in Budapest, the whole crowd erupted in cheers. Yeah, um, it was quite, it was quite good. Um, Germany looked desperate at times, but as I think I said earlier, I think it was down to Hungary just being a very dogged, determined team. I don't think, you know, when, when, when they play England next week, I, I do think it'll be back to a typical efficient Germany. Um, and Hungary were very lucky not to qualify with two draws against two of the favourite teams. Yeah. I mean, nobody, you know, nobody gave him a chance of really getting any points. And uh, the fact that right up until the last minute of the game, they had a chance of uh, qualify, not, not only qualifying, but knocking out one of the favourites, uh, you know, off the bat. Like, because, you know, Portugal, Germany and France are always going to go into these tournaments uh, as... Uh, as favourites and uh, specifically France and Portugal right now as well but up until that like last minute you know if France put another one in it's all completely different isn't it if, if Hungary put another one in so like they, they, they gave themselves every opportunity and they have to go home very proud and happy with what they did because if they were in any other group I don't know if we would have got those performances from them um, so I think it while it would be disappointing not to make it through they have to no, that was an achievement in itself just to, to be able to fight with those teams. Absolutely. And once again, in a journey match, a uh, protest they made it onto the field. It wasn't Greenpeace this time. It was uh, the whole debacle with uh, it being Pride Month and uh, wearing the... And the, they were going to make the Allianz Arena kind of rainbow-coloured, weren't they? But yeah. the Hungarian government kind of disagreed with it. Uh, so a gay rights activist ran on the pitch during the Hungarian national anthem uh, brandishing a uh, rainbow flag, which I thought was quite funny, and uh, <laughs> serves those right wing, uh, yeah. te- terrible Hungarian politicians, right? Really, but, you know, yeah, they're, they're very unpopular in, the, it, in this. It's that thing, isn't it? When you watch football, and you're like, they're the underdog, and you want them to do well, and whatever, but you've got all this, all this other context, and you just sort of got to like put that to the side because this is football, it's not that serious, right? But yeah, no, screw screw the uh, Hungarian president. <laughs> it's it's exactly. But if you, I think it's important, like, to detach the footballers from the political regime. Like, like you know, yeah, you've seen like you know Sterling and Rashford, what they've done off the pitch. Exactly, it's, it's complete opposite to what Boris Johnson's done. You know what I mean? So it's kind of you can't put the two and two together sometimes. Anyway, the other group, uh, the other group, the other match in that group: Portugal two, France two, as well. Are Portugal the best third-place team of all time in a group? <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I suppose so. Like this is, I, I guess we're going to see a lot more of these sort of uh, with Euros to come. These teams finishing third, who are uh, teams you expected to finish first or second, because all of a sudden the groups are going to become a lot more tactical. Knowing if we get a draw here, we can probably still go through with just three points, and you know, and things like this. So. We'll probably see 
big teams in third in, from now on. But yeah, up until now, probably Portugal are the biggest side to do that, for sure. I wasn't convinced by either team. Obviously, there was three penalties in the game. There was only Benzema who scored from open play. <laughs> so that doesn't exactly set the world alight. Um, Mbappe seemed like he was missing. He didn't really do a lot. He had like one chance the whole game. Uh, obviously, Ronaldo scoring those penalties uh, equals uh, the highest scoring international footballer of all time. So he's set to break another record. No doubt he will. Um, Lloris pretty much gave a decent right hook to Danilo. Uh, one hell of a punch, which caused a penalty. Pepe played extraordinarily well, the uh, tender age of uh, 39 nearly. And uh, yeah, both teams look very fit and athletic and they played with fluidity. I'd actually say that Portugal are probably the better side on balance of play. Um, some great balls, some great passing as well. France looked like they were running out of ideas at times, but were clinical at the same time. Um, yeah, and Renato Sanchez, for me, again, he started this game for the first time and he absolutely ran riot. He, every, every, everything went through him. He was a sensational player. Really, really impressive, actually. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see both of those. I don't see any of those teams. I don't know. It's difficult, really, because I'm not being convinced by any team and dead set that one team's going to win it. Yeah, for sure. You just maybe on the lesser of two evils, France potentially could win it. But yeah. they could. They kind of counted each other out in this match. Yeah, I think uh, this is why Euros are great, though, right? Because you get you get these absolute heavyweight teams that. Uh, you know, in a World Cup, might might miss each other, uh, but you know you're guaranteed heavyweight teams playing each other in the Euros. Um, obviously, it does happen in a World Cup, but you're guaranteed more of those games. And yeah, this is just one of those games where both teams are are good. Both teams being uh, a little bit cagey at times, and uh, I think again, maybe we'll see them come alive a bit more when there's if you don't win, you're going home uh, on on the table. Um, I know well, that's sort of what's on the table for Portugal, and that's probably yeah. why they seemed the only one to be, you know, they seemed a bit more uh, lively, if you like. But yeah, you know, if, if, if these teams are going to struggle to score goals, but all bodes well for this competition really opening up in its knockout round, so all bodes well for upsets. And uh, like if, if, if teams can continue to like struggle to score from open play, uh, it's actually maybe beneficial to some of these smaller teams left there. But they they might be able to steal a few things. Absolutely, without a doubt. And um, yeah, we're recording this on the Thursday night, and it, it feels odd that there's no football on. Yeah. And I, I'm very much looking forward to uh, not England, but every other game going to penalties <laughs> will be will be quite interesting. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to Group B then. Um, this I watched this match when I got home from work the other day. Slovakia nil, who I thought done quite well, and mm. we said literally a few days ago, new dark horses. <laughs> they then get spanked by Spain, 5-0. Spain rolling back the years to prime yeah. 2010. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> anyway. pick, pick of the bunch, uh, Ferran Torres' flick, back heel flick goal. Dominant performance. They look like they could have scored a few more. Um, but it all started from uh, Depravka <laughs> putting the, his ball in the back of the net in the most, <sighs> in the most Newcastle... It was like he thought he had a Newcastle United shirt on the way he, you know, the way he done that. Uh, it was quite funny. Morata misses another penalty. He's yeah. missed, he's missed three in the last five or something. Um, here's my question for you. I, I feel sorry for Slacker. They just look like a shadow of their former selves. They really do. Yeah. I thought they put in good performances previously. Could Spain be late to the party, or was it the fact that Slovakia 
had a very, very off day? Oh, man, it's a hard one. Um, yeah, Spain could very much, very well much be late to the party, you know, like, they do have quality there and uh, on uh, on their side of the bracket, they got some big teams. So I think, you know, if they, uh, if they, if they get past a very tricky Croatia, uh, Croatia game, um, then if, if, when they come up against those big boys, it'd be really interesting. Because like I'm saying, if they, if, they, if they still having problems with scoring from open play and Spain all of a sudden have found their scoring boots, like this could be their tournament, right? But then it could just be the one-off. Like you never know, do you? Like and it, and just because because the next game is just knockout, you know, if they just have one game where they weren't aren't playing that great, like they have drawn the group stages, they're gone. But if they have one game where they're playing as good as they did against Slovakia, you're you're starting to think they're going to win, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a tough one. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to think just as an England fan that, yeah, this isn't going to kick off for him. It was a one-off, but we've seen it before, right? <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. We've seen France and Portugal in recent years have slow starts to tournaments and then uh, they go on to win it kind of thing. Don't know if Spain have quite got the firepower for that, but they, it was a dominant performance. And yeah. I know Slyke aren't the best team in the world, but they just made him look stupid at times, really did. I think most all the goals came in the second half as well which just goes to show how much pundits don't really know. I think it was Rio Ferdinand and someone else saying, oh, they, they need to stop this, you know, Lewis and Barcelona-style tic-a-tacker kind of uh, football. It's clearly not working for them. And then they go and score five. So it's, <laughs> it's um, yeah, bizarre. Uh, the other game in that group was a very good game as well. It was two all between Sweden and Poland up until the 90th minute uh, when they got a third and knocked Poland out, making sure Sweden go top. Now, we're used to seeing a very stubborn Sweden. We said it before in the previous podcast, we've done a stubborn Sweden. You know, <laughs> pinch it 1-0. Emil Forsberg got the only goal in the last game in the most boring match ever. This game was of complete opposite. It was exciting. It was forward thinking. It was, it was completely different Sweden to what we've seen before. Um, enhanced by Lewandowski finally getting on the score sheet uh, with, a, with a brace. And uh, yeah, it was an all-round entertaining game. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Who, as we said, uh, Sweden just proved how stubborn they are, right? Because I felt I felt so bad for, for Poland when that last last uh, minute goal goes in because they fought hard to to get themselves back in, uh, in into that game and to really like uh, even back into that group at all because they haven't done much beforehand, right? And um, it just shows you. Again, they have the potential to be a good side, but they just they haven't lived up to it, right? So they deserve, you know, they probably deserve to to to, to crash out and whatnot. But Sweden are going to be a difficult a difficult task for anyone. They're gonna they're gonna feel like, well, you always write us off and we always perform, and they're gonna you know try and make it difficult for whoever they play against, and they're gonna fancy themselves to go go through the to the quarters and, and the semis and maybe even further. I, this is going to sound bizarre, but I think Sweden are like the most similar team to England, not in terms of playing style. I think they play completely oppositely, but in terms of where they get in tournaments, mm. they always get to like the quarters or like yeah. the last 16 on an alternate, on kind of an alternate uh, system. Um, here's a question for you. We were completely wrong about Turkey being dark horses. 
Mm-hmm. We were completely wrong when we changed our minds and said Slovakia and Ukraine. <laughs> How about Sweden then? Uh, yeah, let, let's say it. Oh, we, 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 Hang on, <laughs> if we if whoever we say is the dark horse ends up getting knocked out, can we pick Germany? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it seems to be the it seems to be the dream of our lives curse. Whoever we say is the dark horse <laughs> just turns to utter shit. <laughs> But funnily enough, it's going to be dark horse, dark horse because Sweden play Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, so wait, who's wrong then? Yeah, I didn't even I know see. Ukraine made it through. That's how paying attention I've been. I was like, when I saw that a second ago before doing the podcast, I was like Sweden playing Ukraine. Yeah, how yeah. the fuck have they managed that? Yeah, they got they got real good. Like, I think sweet, I think Sweden should push push through. I think they should beat Ukraine. And should. okay, they, they, they'll probably uh, end up playing uh, a bigger and better side than themselves or Ukraine but uh, they fancy himself after that they won their group they won around 16 and you know they, they know they can do the quarters they've been there before they fancy himself going further I'm sure they will they've got they've got a well balanced squad as well in terms of age experience and the, and the young players coming through and, and the solid defence so yeah. who knows who knows um, but... I, I don't I don't expect them to get to the final but Mate, now we've labelled them as dark horses they're going to be out Ukraine with him 6-0 my, my dark horse of the week is Germany <laughs> I really want him to go out fair enough, fair enough. Uh, just very quickly round up the other group saying group B um, all four teams could have gone through on the day uh, Finland nil, Belgium 2 and Russia 1 Denmark 4 uh, Belgium left it late uh, they lacked a lot of creativity from what we've seen from them in, in, in the other games and previous tournaments hmm. Finland were tenacious even had a disallowed goal unlucky Um Belgium looked like they're running out of ideas at times. Um, I'm not convinced by them either. I'll be honest with you. What do you reckon? Yeah. Again, it's just like with with group stages, you know, things change. We've seen it before. They, things they, change when when you yeah. get to the knockouts. But they, but, they yeah, were already not, through. But yeah, they, yeah, they were through. That 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 definitely plays factor. But you're right. They didn't. They didn't look. The the, 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 the that first game we saw them in, we thought, oh, hang on. You know, they, they might run right here. They, they, they didn't. They didn't look like that, right? So, in that case, like, yeah, Belgium aren't quite living up to how we thought they might after that first game. But that can change so quickly, and uh, we'll, we'll see, right? Uh, Denmark, thought you know what? What? What wonderful story! What wonderful turnaround! And and to put four goals past Russia and extend their uh, journey into it and, and give himself a nice tie as well. Like, you know, this they know that the world are going to be behind them no matter what, and um, it'd be really interesting to see how far they can go. Absolutely, I, I don't think it really matters where they finish now because they've done no. themselves proud. Like they were, they were, yeah, yeah they lost one 0 to Finland for fuck's sake, um, and they were bottom of the group going into this oh, last yeah. last day of fixtures, and then swap places with Russia, and then Belgium done them a favour. Um, Russia were awful, weren't they? The whole oh, tournament, they've yeah. been awful. Absolute worldie from Christensen because it was a few, it was bouncing around the box about a bit. It um, kind of pinged around uh, the 16 yard box and then he was in the end of it, just absolutely twisted it. He just went, you could literally hear him like in the back of your head go, fuck it, and just like absolutely <laughs> wallop it. One thing <laughs> I love, one thing I love is centre backs just absolutely pinging it. We saw Daniel Agger scored a famous one um, for Liverpool. Phil Jagielka scored one against Liverpool, just absolutely pinged it. We saw David Luiz, didn't we, against uh, Fulham? 
Yeah. Uh, just ping it. I, I, I'd love it when Lucio for Inter Milan back in the day in Brazil, just when a centre back just runs up and just belts it and it just like curls in. It's yeah. amazing. Do you love that? Um, but yeah, have, have Denmark got the momentum to carry this on or is it a kind of a team that's bound by tragedy and maybe that, that's as far as it's got them? Yeah, I mean, uh, they could, I'm sure that a bit like Sweden, they're going to think we can upset anyone. We, we, we're hitting our form and uh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they'll give, they'll give it their all. But yeah, I mean, they're playing uh, Wales, right? Uh, who are sorry? Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, they, they, again, that's you no, know, that's a game that they're going to see themselves possibly win, and and uh, you know, Wales are going to have to fight hard in that game as well. So you know, you could see them definitely move through to the, the quarterfinals. Um, I don't, I can't imagine them getting too too deep. But then after that first game and after everything happened, I couldn't imagine them getting out of a group. So we we have to wait and see. But yeah, I, I expect them to. Possibly get through this round and crash out, of course. It's going to be one of those ones that goes to extra time, I think. Yeah, mate, very, very likely. Okay, on to Group C. Uh, Macedonia Neil, Netherlands free. Uh, Netherlands, even with a few changes to their lineup, still look dominating. Uh, yes, it was only Macedonia, but Memphis Depay looks like he's found his form, an assist, and a goal. Chizu uh, Wanaldum uh, obviously plays a bit more further forward and behind the striker for the Netherlands, as he does uh, for Liverpool club football. Um, and he actually has overtaken Marco van Basten in terms of uh, goals for country, which is obscene. Yeah. Netherlands, I think it's fair to say, they dominated the group, clean sheets and goals all round, um, not just from the strikers, from the, from the wing-backs and midfielders. I think um, they've got potential to do very well. Yeah, and I, think, I still don't think they've quite been noticed either um, by the sort of wider public and narrative. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean... I, I, I could see them going far, and uh, they look, they look, they look like a team that if you, when you play them, if if they, if they get one, they're gonna get a few more. Mm, you know, uh, I think I think the key to beating Netherlands is gonna be to stop them scoring any goals. You know, because I think once they get going and they find their feet, they don't they don't hesitate, they don't stop. Absolutely, I think there's always going to be goals in that team. For sure, poor North Scoring. Macedonia. Yeah, poor. Well, poor Goran Pandev, who uh, retires the best North Macedonian player of all time, or does he? Because you, you could fully expect him to return. Uh, <laughs> I'm again. sure. I'm it's, sure he'll be manager the next time you see North Macedonia play a game. Yeah, his his, his spirit animal will uh, return to someone else. Have you um? Have you? Do you see the? Was it Paul, Watt, Paul Watson tweet when he's like, "There is no man called Goran Pandev." There's a title hand down, generation to generation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were, yeah, absolutely, but, um, absolutely. Did you, and a uh, very classy touch from the Dutch to present him with the shirt with a 227 number on it for his appearances he's made or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's nice of him because. Two hundred twenty-seven is a lot of uh, international appearances. Yeah, I think it's his like career appearance. Oh uh, right, or, or, no, it's probably more than that. He's been around ages. Yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It was it was a number like that, and um, yeah, twenty-seven. You know, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice, it's nice stuff. Right, in fact, he yeah, there were players in this tournament who weren't even born like when he first made his international debut. I think uh, 
very, very, this is quite funny. I love little stats like that. It's all the yeah. um, The other game in this group was uh, Ukraine and Austria. Austria won 1 0, qualified to uh, the first time for the group stages. They absolutely commanded this game uh, yeah. from, from the highlights I saw. Didn't bother watching the whole thing. Ukraine looks quite disappointing and offered nothing. And I completely forgot they even qualified as the best first <laughs> third place team. Um, but obviously, because they beat Macedonia 3 1, didn't they? Um, I think it was 3 1. Yeah. Um, so. so yeah, com- completely bizarre. Yeah, that's that's something we're going to have to get used to. Is teams not doing so well, but still find themselves qualified, right? And uh, you know, that doesn't mean they're not going to do well in the next round. But we say they got they got that Sweden tie, so they, they, you know, I, I still think Sweden will probably win it. But it's going to be tight, and Ukraine have got all of the chance to get through still. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, so we covered last podcast uh, Group A, so Italy 1-1-0 against Wales, but those two teams qualify first and second. Uh, Switzerland 3, Turkey 1 was the other results. How did Switzerland not get through then? And Ukraine did? Uh, goal difference, maybe? Potentially. Because they, they got the same points. Oh, yeah, they, they, got, they, got, they got beaten 3-0 by Italy. Yeah. Exactly, that's why it's going to be more of a... It's why... You, Going forward, you're going to want a whipping boy in your group, aren't you? Yeah. Goals fast. yeah, exactly. Well, it we would have been hungry. You would have fought in group F. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there we go. Anyway, it's time now for the last 16 predictions on the dream of our lives. Saturday, Wales v Denmark. This is the battle of people who don't want to be seen as the bad guys because Wales are plucky underdogs, really, and Denmark yeah. are, considering what happened... Um, a tenacious team on the bounce back to recovery. It's like a film, this, isn't it? It's kind of, you know, Wales only qualified twice. Denmark won in 92, <laughs> but best player has a heart attack on the pitch. Yeah. Who will win? It's like it's like when you build up a boxing match. Tyson <laughs> versus Lewis. It's kind of like, um, yeah. I don't know who, I don't know where this will go. If Denmark oh, put the kind of performance in they put against Russia, you Probably say them easily, but Wales have got the experience of tournament football with, with that same squad that was at the 2018 World Cup and the 2016 years before that. That that, that squad's still together, pretty much. It's uh, I, I see this one going to potentially penalties. Yeah, in which, could, in which case, Casper Schmeichel has got has got yeah, you know, I, I I back him. Yeah, it could well do, but because because Schmeichel is in goal, I can see Wales not wanting that and wanting to try and put this to bed early, but. Uh... I think I'm going to go for my heart rather because I can't I can't put them apart. So I think I'm going to just want this to happen. I want Denmark to to win. Fair enough. I think Fair I enough. think that's I think, where I'm going to go for. I think they'll win on penalties. Uh, Italy Austria for me on the same day as well on Saturday as well. This has got Italy written all over it. As much as I would love Austria just to like shock everyone, oh, and on all the bitch gets a hat trick or something. But uh, Austria aren't as terrible as everyone makes out. No, they are stubborn. They're yeah. very, you know, they're very well organised defensively. But yeah, I think uh, Italy one 0 I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it very much should be on, on the performances we've seen from Italy. They very much should be able to beat Austria. But like I say Austria are a lot stronger than people give them credit for, and uh, I think they're a nation that's only going to grow into uh, tournaments because uh, obviously the standard of their league is getting better, the standard of their players are getting better. But yeah, Italy, Italy are going to win. Fairly, fairly confident in that. Okay, on, on to Sunday. This would be a good tie, actually. Netherlands against Czech Republic. Um, 
this game is going to have goals, 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 um, I believe. Particularly because you know, we saw what Czech Republic can do in that, yeah, I think Holland have got a quite leaky defence, but at the same time, they're good at going forward. Mm. This has got a 3-2 to one of the teams written all over it. I reckon it'll be two all going to extra time and some Dutch player, Ryan Babbel. If you, I don't know if he, I don't even know if he's in the squad, but he'll <laughs> come off the come off the bench and, and score uh, in like the 120th minute. Yeah, I I think Netherlands might put it to bed early. I think if they if they get one goal early, I think they could go on and maybe just knock the belief out of the Czechs. I don't think they look like they could. I don't know if they've got it in them to... I just have a feeling if, if, Netherlands, if Netherlands get to a quarter-final, I think they're, you know, they're just as just as able as anybody to win the oh, tournament, yeah, unexpectedly, somewhat. Um, the other game in this match, and what a match this is, Belgium, you would have thought might have... <laughs> they've been quite unlucky in their draw because they faced Portugal. What a tie that is. And uh, it's the winner of the golden boot, really. Lukaku against Ronaldo. Mm. Uh, the two favourites to get top goal scorer. I cannot see which way this is going. I don't think defensively Belgium have looked amazing, though they haven't really conceded any. Um, Portugal, we've seen a mixed... They've always played well. In all, all of the games they've played so far, they've always mm. played well. Um, you just don't really know, do you? It's, I think Portugal are going to win. And I've got them in my sweepstake at work, so I kind of want them to win in a way. But yeah, uh, it's a hard one, man. I really, uh, I feel like Portugal should should win, but I also feel like Belgium could really claim uh, their stake as a, this is their tournament by winning this. But uh, it's tough. But I'm going to go with Portugal as well. Yeah, yeah. I think one one nil penalty, eighty first minute, something like that. It'll be it'll be something as boring as that probably. Okay, on to Monday. We've got some pretty spicy uh, fixtures as well. Croatia against Spain as well. Really tough one to pull this because Spain haven't been convincing until they faced Slovakia and Croatia. You just don't know what's, who's going to turn up, do you? Um, I don't know. I think, I think I'm think i going to back what I said earlier. I think Spain have turned up to the party late. And I'm going to go Spain 2-0. Yeah, I can't. Just, just because of that sort of Dive performance they put in against us in that first game. I can't see Croatia. Uh, I just can't see Croatia winning it. I think I think it'll be Spain. Absolutely. And France, Switzerland, another interesting battle as well. Um, the winner gets to keep Switzerland. Uh, imagine, imagine that. I think it, it's, it's got it's got France surely written all over it, but they weren't convincing the other night. No, true. Um, I think France. I think France will win, but. Oh, you know, if we a couple of these games, man, then everything's wide open, isn't it? Sw- yeah, Swiss, Switzerland sneak past France, like Switzerland. Say what? They, they, uh, Switzerland are in the last of sixteen. I wrote them off, there, didn't I? What was I talking about? What idiot. We both did. We both like they didn't qualify. How did they not qualify? And Ukraine did. They did qualify. Oh, they're playing okay. France. Okay, what a bunch of arseholes. This yeah, is why yeah. we stick to naughty's material, ladies. Yeah, uh, we're not up to date. People would have been shouting at us for the last 10 minutes, like, those fucking idiots. <laughs> there we are. Uh, but so Switzerland have, have scored goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. For sure. And but, uh, if France do what they've done against Portugal and concede and then kind of run out of ideas, yeah, you know, could be it could be an upset, but I'm going to go France 1-0. Yeah. Going with you. I think, Fran- I think France have got enough to get past Switzerland, unfortunately. Absolutely. And uh, we move on to Tuesday... 
What's annoying me here is that England Germany is a five o'clock kickoff, so lots of people are going to miss it because mm-hmm. they'll be stuck in traffic on their way home. Um, should we just get it over with now and uh, cut to Kyle Walker missing a penalty and then uh, me being depressed for about a week? Get it over with. Uh, I'm going to be quietly confident, isn't I? I'm, I'm just going to say England are going to win. <sighs> One of us has to. One of us uh, has to believe. Okay, well, I'll let you do the believing. I mean, we have got home advantage and we haven't conceded a goal. And judging by the last few games, they're not convincing up front. But it's going to be the same. It's going to be, I tell you what's going to happen, it's going to be the same as the Scotland game. Yeah. You know, all the way, <laughs> le- leading up to the Scotland game, it was oh, all... Don't depress me. It was, it, was all, it was all Braveheart. It was all Euro 96. It was, you know, it was all the oldest football ever in the world. Leading up to Tuesday, it's going to be lots of comparisons with Italia 90, uh, South Africa 2010 and Lampard's goal, Southgate missing a penalty against them. And this is his revenge. It's another film build-up. And it'd be like, will Southgate get revenge for his missed penalty? And then Kyle Walker will miss and Jordan Henderson will miss again. If Jordan Henderson even attempts to take a penalty, I want a sniper to take him out just before he makes the walk from the halfway line. Because it's 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 our media coverage is terrible. We just need to stop being nostalgic and just I don't know, maybe be a bit more like you, be positive with it. If um if it goes, to, uh, if, I'm yeah trying to be positive. But if it goes to penalties, I am in the garden, not watching it. <laughs> wait to hear, wait to hear neighbours. You know, wait to hear the neighbours cheer or go oh because I can't, I can't put myself through. No, I'm uh, against Germany. Against Colombia, I had to stand in the kitchen and like, who was it a miss? Henderson missed then as well, didn't he? Oh dear. <laughs> I think that's why I don't like Henderson because ever since then I just don't trust him. <laughs> so, I don't like, like you. I just don't trust you. <laughs> it's the kind of thing like when it, when your boss at work is told you to let some staff go, it's gonna <laughs> you've got to try and I don't like you. It's not that I don't like you. I think you're a good bloke. But we just haven't got the budget. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Oh, fucking Henderson. Oh, I hate him. Um, I, I feel less we talk about that, the better. So I don't want to, I just, I just, I'm so worried. I'm kind of glad mm. I'm, I, I finished work at five. And I'm kind of oh. glad I want, I want to miss like the first half. Yeah, but you know, we play best in the opening 20 minutes. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to get, you know, Kind of overtaken by belief. Yeah, like we look like we can actually do this. And then cuts to the second <laughs> half and Henderson subbed on and he's passing back to Pickford. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bloody oh, Henderson. We've, we've got we've got to have a different game plan for this. We have to. But yeah. Okay, scoreline. What's the scoreline? I'm gonna say we're gonna win for the only way we can win, one nil. I think it really. I think it's going to be Germany 2-0. I think uh, we'll play well for an hour. They'll get one goal and then they'll put the knife in 88th minute. And it'll be Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller, 88th minute. Just, just I'm, I don't want it to happen, obviously, but I just, I'm a realist. <laughs> think of that no, what you might. We're, 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 we're going to win 1-0 and the, uh, the goal scorer is going to be Sterling, because that's the only thing we know. To <laughs> I mean, if he scores against Germany, I will, I will get a. If he scores the winner against Germany, I will get a Sterling tattoo on my left arse cheek. You've heard it here. 
You can put this on Twitter later on. <laughs> yes. Um, um, okay, the last game. I feel like there's a good chance you're getting a tattoo. No, he's not going to score the winner. I'm going to know this. Score the winner. He's got to score the winner. Not just... If he scores one, he's got to score the winner. Winner. Ask there we go. That. All right. <laughs> I made a note. Fair enough. Sweden, I'm Ukraine, then. Sweden, Ukraine, the last game. Quick scoreline. Yeah, I think I think Sweden are going to win. I think I think it might be a one or two nil. I think maybe. Yeah, uh, Sweden one nil for me. I don't think Ukraine have got enough up top, but uh, fair play to them for getting this far. Okay, that is the predictions for the last of sixteen all cleared up. It's time now for my newest favourite quiz of the show: it's deal or no deal. This is the what we normally do on our Northeast quiz is that we get a few transfers from the Northeast, and it's basically true or false. But this being the Euro 2020 edition, we go back to yesteryear from a previous tournament, World Cup or Euros, pick a team, and you've got to try, try and remember if they made the final 23 man squad. Deal if you think they did, no deal if you think they didn't. So you can play along at home. Harry, for you, I have. The Italian 2006 World Cup winning squad. Oh, God. I don't know if I even remember. Very, very, very famous teams. They had the likes of uh, Perlo, Del Piero, Gattuso, Buffon in goal. None of those who are in the five (laughs) that I'm going to mention. So your first of five is Filippo Inzaghi. Did he make the 23-man squad that won the World Cup? I'm going to be terrible at this. I do not remember who was. This was a great, great team. Um, Legendary coach, of course. Deal. He was. He was there. Always on the bench. Came on and scored a couple of goals. I seem to remember. Two. Christian Vieri. Oh. Legendary Italian striker. Roma into Milan. Sampdoria. So long ago, did he win the World Cup? Um, Who are the strikers? That's the thing. In Zaga, you got one. Was Vieri another one? Deal or no deal? Deal. No deal. He did not go. Number three. It's Paolo Maldini. Playing at Ace Milan at the time. In 2006, I believe. Legendary. Okay, I'm, gonna say, <laughs> I'm just, just going to keep saying this. Deal. <laughs> it's no deal. He didn't actually oh. go. I think his oh. last tournament was 2002 World Cup. Deal. Oh, it might be. It might not be. <laughs> I'm just going to say. So you got one for free. I'm just going to keep saying deal. And you know, I haven't only got two or maybe even one. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Alessandro Nesta, so Maldini's former East Milan centre-back partner. Did he make the Italian team also? He was he was 30 years old at the time. There's a clue for you. I sort of want to say no, but I sort of want to commit to a bit and just say deal. Deal. He was. Alessandro All Nesta right, was okay. there. And finally, did this striker make it to Italy's World Cup winning score of 2006? Luca Toni. Deal. He was there too. Uh, so you, you have three out of five. Saved a bit. 
saves it by committing to your bit, which I was trying to put you off. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh God, this has gone so bad. Just to, to turn it into a bit. Let's go. Absolutely. What have you got for me then this week? All right. So I thought we'd be timely and I thought I'd go with Germany. Uh, and I thought it'd be quite nice. We'd, we'd do for the most recent 2018 World Cup squad. Okay. So you just mentioned him, Thomas Muller. Was he in the squad? Deal or no deal? No deal. He was he was in the squad. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Oh. I said that with convic- conviction, only because they've I knew that he was brought back in the squad. Yeah, you got it's because after, after right. they dropped him and uh Hummels. Hummels after, didn't they? They've not used them for qualification. Oh, I thought that was from 2014. Oh, what an idiot. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, okay. My bad. Mario Gomez. Did he go to 2018? I have a feeling. No deal. You're correct. He did not go. Well done. It was the big news story of the time that he was left out yeah. after winning it in 2014. Antonio Rudiger. Surely he was there. Surely. Maybe not, actually. I don't fucking don't know. Um, I don't think he played that much. Deal? Correct, is it? Yeah. Uh, He's wearing a mask at the moment, right? Yeah. So we're watching the football the other day and uh, the mother-in-law goes, is he trying to be captain football? <laughs> no, he's, he's got an injury. But yeah, she that's thought he was just wear, wearing captain it. Captain for... football. Yeah. That's such, a, that's such a mother-in-law thing to say. Isn't yeah, it? captain football. She thought he was uh, yeah. dressing up. All right. <laughs> I don't uh, like this football. <laughs> Miroslav <laughs> Closer. 2018, deal or no deal? German World Cup squad. No deal. Correct. He was actually the assistant manager, I think. Yeah, I think he retired. Yeah, I was going to say he retired. But... And uh, last but not least, Timo Werner. Um, who were the strikers? That's a good point. Who were the strikers? I don't remember him there. I mean, he, was only got, he only got good for Leipzig in the last couple of years. Uh, no deal. He was there. He was, was he? Yeah, he so that's four, that's four out of five though, isn't it? Well done. No, I got the first one wrong. Three out of five. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, he got first So we're both three trying out three out of five. Yeah. I do feel yes. like uh, Anthony Rudiger has to be known as Captain Football now. Yeah, Captain and Football. The, and the, the character of mother-in-law that knows nothing about football has to make some uh, like return appearances. <laughs> Absolutely, just like with you know, like I'll, cliche. I'll give, you, I'll give you another one quick if you want. <laughs> Go, yes, definitely. Uh, this is drawing the last World Cup. Uh, the ball, uh, someone shot and it hit the side, you know, the side of a net, and everyone's like, Yeah, ah, oh. she's like, Oh, it's a side netter. So, anytime a ball hits <laughs> the side of a net now, we're just like, Oh, side netter. And so, the other day, one at the top, and she's like, Oh, top netter. Oh, no way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know what, what I'm doing with that voice. She sounds nothing like that. I apologise when, when you listen does, to this. Why does Ronaldo always fall over? 
<laughs> he's always falling over. Get up, get up. What are you doing? Get up. Without realizing you've you know, you've got to go down to get the phone, kind of thing. Uh, the classic one is always uh, so. Who's who's uh, are England playing Manchester United? <laughs> They're playing red. No, it's Portugal, mum. <laughs> They're beating us again. Again. Yeah. Who's <laughs> winking at me again? Ronaldo. <laughs> Oh dear, that character's going to make some uh, appearances. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup finals. But it's time now for the coveted, what's in your opinion, the sticker war. Uh, Harry, I believe you're winning (laughs) 7-3. You're absolutely dominating me. On my last current packet, I will have to purchase this more. Some more. Now, if I don't get anything good in this packet, I've been sold an absolute, well, a terrible, terrible bunch of packs. So if you haven't been paying attention to this, we've basically got a UEFA Euro 2020 official Pinini sticker, which is sealed, which contains five players inside or five stickers inside. Me and Harry open it live on air for the first time and reveal our cards, and we decide who is the best player or sticker as we reveal them. They start face down, of course. Uh, Harry is dominating me 7-3. So it's uh, an absolute whitewash. So I need to get, I need to win all all of these to uh, get anywhere near you for the the, the end and towards the end. It's the only sort of game I'm good at is one where it's chance. Fair enough. (laughs) We did get, we both drew three out of five and do it. So uh, Harry, if you please Loudly into the microphone, rip your sealed packet so people know it's authentic. Did not hear that. Oh, oh, I didn't hear not. that. Hopefully, so. Oh. I, I can, for those who are only listening, we're ripping off a I bit. Can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people can speak, we're just ripping paper. <laughs> okay. All right, face uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Here's mine. There you go. Nice, crisp rip of the cards. So now our cards are going face down onto a flat surface. We don't know who we've got. Let's play. What's in your panini? Harry, would you like to go first? Who have you got? I've got Anton Mirinchuk from Russia. I feel like that's beatable. I feel like it's very beatable. He's had a good. He's had a, he's one of the players who scored a few of the goals in the so. Yeah. I think he's had a good, se- a good uh, season. Might have had a good season. Good tournament. I have. I- I'm going to take this. Nelson Semedo. Okay. Was it in Mbappe's pocket all of last night? I would, uh... I'd take that. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we'll... Yeah, I think we'll give it to you. Cheers. Next <laughs> up. All right. I have... Oh. Your f- a fellow countryman of yours... Adrian Rabiot. Haven't you got no, him before? Rabiot. No. I'm pretty sure you have. Is it because it work? work? I've got all my previous stickers here. Yeah, but you know what? Check. On the first time we've done this, I pulled out Adrian Rabiot for you. Pretty sure it oh, is. Maybe, yeah. But no, he came on last night as well. Anyone want to do some swaps? Uh, just, just Yeah. Know. Played very well. So I've got to beat Adrian yeah. Rabiot. And I'll tell you what, I've nowhere near beaten it. It's a <laughs> Swiss midfielder, Mohamedy, who I don't think has even played a game this tournament. Well, all right, I'll take that one then. Absolutely. Who's got next? One all. Oh, 
let me pronounce this, it is Slovakian's one and only Jan Gregus. <laughs> Gregus, yeah. Jan, Jan Gregus. Jan Gregus. That, is, be- that is beatable. That it's is beatable. very beatable. I have... After that performance. <laughs> the whole of the Czech Republic. Oh, well, yeah. They, they caught... But hang on, so... We're saying the whole of Czech Republic is better than one Slovakian. I think so. I think that's going to go down really well in the Czech Republic. Really poorly in Slovakia. <laughs> that's what it is. The whole of Czech Republic. Not had that car before or anything like it. There we go. So that's 2-1. I might actually win this. Who have you got next? All right. I can choose two. Oh. One of them has actually had a better tournament, but the other one's probably a better player. They're both from the Wales squad. Okay. Um, but I think I might have to go for. It's hard, but I think I'm going to go for just because of the name, Ethan Ampadu. Ethan Ampadu got sent off the other day, mate. Yeah, but he's. I think he's more high profile than the other Welshman who I will not reveal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got a shiny, so I think this instantly trumps right. Ampadu. Yeah. But it is the, it is the shiny of Ukraine. I mean, it's a shiny. Yeah, shiny is Trump ball, really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's three one, isn't it? Three one. This is this is going to make next week interesting. Who've you got next? Oh, I just I just keep pulling them today. Slovakian, <laughs> Milan, I mean, oh, me Paris, Skrin, Skrin, Yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. He's he's the centre back. He's the uh, Inter Milan centre back. I have no idea how to read that, but I am. Mi- Milan, Milan, Skriniar. <laughs> yeah. There we go. His name's Milan. It's only one Milan. Well, he, he's, Milan no, he's been uh, he's been trying to uh, Manchester United are trying to buy him. Chelsea have tried to buy him. All right, my, my he's, he's, he's by far the best player. But I can reveal I've got a choice of two. So if it's a good team, maybe I can beat. I think Milan Skriniar, like club player, is really good. Yeah, but the tournament. But if we're, doing, we're doing it by the tournament, and Slovakia did lose 5 0 the other day. Yeah, exactly. I get to choose between, oh, come on, it's Italians. And I'm going to go for someone who hasn't conceded a goal Gianluigi Donnarumma. All right, fair enough. I think, I think, I think you win that as well. 4 1? Yeah. So you're on eight. Yeah. I'm on seven. Yeah. Pulled it this, back. Mate. Wow. Pulling it back. I needed that. Big time needed that. Panini saved my arse there. Just and, just a quick uh, question for you, eh? Go on. If if I if I pulled uh Skrinia against the Czechs, would this one Slovakian have been better than the whole of the Czech Republic? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, we've redeemed what? ourselves with our Slovakian fans and now Annoyed for checks. I think they annoyed themselves. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, with the end of what's in the opinion, that generally means the end of the quiz. We will be back into the quiz, end of the show, even. Uh, we will be back after the games of 16. There's definitely going to be some uh, red herrings and some games that throw us off, and we might have oh, got yeah. our predictions completely wrong. I hope so. Um, but uh, up until then, um, have we to say? We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home.
we'll go on getting back, so getting back, so getting back, so getting back. There's every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.